History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, Biblical Citizens. If you've ever read the background intros for Kathleen and me on the KPRZ website, you'll know that we were both raised in the LDS or Mormon church. And in fact, we first met at Brigham Young University, which is a premier Mormon university. We were converted to biblical Christianity somewhat later in life. So today we're pleased to interview a very good friend of ours, Russell East, who leads a full-time ministry in Utah to the Mormon people who we all love very much. Russell is head of Utah Partnerships for Christ, based in Ogden, Utah, which he founded nearly 20 years ago. And during that time, UPFC has led thousands of students on mission trips to Utah to preach the Christian gospel. Russell, by the way, also manages the leading Christian radio station in Utah, the Truth Network, AM820. Welcome, Russell. Thank you so much. So, such a privilege and blessing to be with you guys today. Well, yes, it's really great to talk to you, Russell. We've talked to you many times before, worked with you. Uh, so what we want to know, we've, we've heard this a little bit before ourselves, but tell our listeners about your upbringing a little bit, just briefly, how you were raised in the Mormon Church, like we were, and then how you, the Lord brought you out of that into, into sure, to, to sure. Christ. Sure. Well, the, uh, the Lord uh, graciously saved me out of a fourth-generation Mormon home, and um, I was I was going to uh, the neighborhood, just doing some yard work, uh, knocking on doors, and and so this lady answered the door, and I was 14 years old, and she invited us to our church, to her church, Santa Rosa Bible Church, and at, I was at first I was very reluctant to, you know tell her that, oh, yeah, we'll go with you. I said, well, we're Mormon, you know, so we're good. But she was she was persistent, and she got the phone number of ours and called my mom, and next thing I know, we're visiting this, this Bible-believing church where the gospel was presented, and it was such a blessing to hear that, but it sounded too easy for me. It sounded way too easy, and I just dismissed it, but then went back a couple weeks later, and the pastor was up there, and he was sharing the gospel again, and he just described it as a gift, and I just wanted that gift. I wanted forgiveness. I wanted to have a place in heaven, and I put my faith in Christ alone, that he took my sin on the cross, and that just led to, you know, just going to Utah on mission trips and an internship, and God has just graciously blessed us by bringing um, my wife to me in college, and um, and then just got to start this ministry of bringing students out on mission trips, and... Well, and when you say when you say that uh, it was it sounded too easy, I think you're talking about being saved by grace, aren't you not? And that that leads us into what we want to talk about is the differences between Mormonism and Christianity, because a lot of people think that it's just another Protestant denomination, 
But it's really a different gospel, isn't it? And the, the whole yeah. idea of salvation by grace is foreign to the Mormon belief. Yes, yes. I was always taught that there were three degrees of heaven, and you had to go into the temple so I, I, in order to be in the highest one. And so I would encourage our uh, your listeners to go to a, a website on YouTube. It's called Behind the Veil. Just type in Behind the Veil Mormon Temple, and you'll see a person who went in with a hidden camera and saw what actually goes on in the temple. And it's it's a it's a it's a supposed to be the pinnacle of spirituality for a, for a person, but in actuality, sadly, it's just a a kind of a copycat of Masonic rituals, and it has nothing to do with anything biblical. And um, and that's so, what they base so, a lot of their belief around is that you must be worthy to go to the temple. Uh, right, but we right, wanted right. to. We wanted to. We kind of wanted to start with. Yeah, the we wanted to talk about. Let's talk about the Book of Mormon because I know as a Mormon missionary and Mormon missionaries today, that's what they carry around. That's what they introduce people to. So the Book of Mormon, just a little background, is considered to be holy scripture by Mormons, like the Bible, but probably actually superior to the Bible in this respect. Mormons believe that the Bible is not translated correctly on many parts, whereas the the Book of Mormon came directly from God. The Mormon church leaders have even said that you can get closer to God and the true gospel by reading the Book of Mormon than by any other book. But as I found later in life, the Book of Mormon has a lot of problems even in how it came about and in some of the things that are in it. Do you, do you want to talk about any of that? Well, sure. Yeah, you know, it's just sad because... Our, our Mormon friends, they're, they're putting so much faith in, in a verse like Second Nephi 25-23 that says you're saved by grace after all you can do. And, and also just on a, on a geographical, historical level, there's, there's really there's no evidence of any archaeological you know, relics or, or monies or, or uh, people groups, the Nephites, the Lamanites. All of this is, is proposed in the Book of Mormon. But, but unlike the Bible, I mean, the Bible has so much geography and, and history and names and places and all of this that we can go back and we can see that we can put our faith in something reliable. But in Mormonism, the whole idea is just just um, just ask for a, a, a feeling. You know, you're supposed to pray and hope that you get like a nice feeling. Right. And so sadly, the Book, Book of Mormon does have some Bible passages copied and pasted in the Book of Mormon. So that makes it a little tricky when you're talking to a Mormon because they're used to hearing, reading some passages that sound pretty much right out of the Bible, but then it's mixed with other things that are not true. So we but, as Christians need to understand that and understand that, that it's not a reliable piece of, of, of literature. Well, you and, might even say that it's a counterfeit Bible, and it starts yeah. It starts with the very origin of how it came about. And, you know, that's the, the thing that they base their authority on, is that Joseph Smith was a prophet. He claimed to be a prophet of the biblical Bible. but and, and then he found this historical record buried in the ground, on recorded on golden plates, and then he said the angel took it away. But the very story of how this record that they believe so much in, the Book of Mormon, is is fiction. He made it up, and I really investigated that. But, uh, you know, 
he tried to copy the Bible, didn't he? I mean, well, well not he just... tried to create something that was supposed to supersede the Bible. That uh, one of their articles of faith says that we believe the Bible as far as it's translated correctly, and we also believe the Book of Mormon to be the Word of God. So it doesn't give any. I mean, of course, you want something good of a good translation. That's obvious, but it's just sad. We, we need to show our friends uh, like fragments of truth. That's a great video that talks about how we can trust the transmission of the Bible, the records of the Bible, the, the manuscript copies we have, fragments of truth. It's a great video that I believe your listeners would love to get a hold of. And um, so so you just have all of this talk about Lamanites and Nephites, but there's no record of that. You, you think that like the Smithsonian um, Museums in Washington, D.C. would talk about this because it's supposed to be the people of, of the Americas, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the generations, um, descendants of the Native Americans. And I think, all I think this, but, one thing that really uh, graphically illustrates that whole issue to me, Russell, is that the Mormon Church owns the property that is that was known as the Hill Camorra near Palmyra, New York. In fact, they have pageants there, or they used to, every year. But number right. of Mormon prophets have said that two entire civilizations ended in epic battles on that very Hill Camorra. There was a civilization known in the Book of Mormon as the Jaredites that had an epic battle that literally... They were wiped out, and the final battle was on that hill. And then the, another uh, group, the Nephites, were completely wiped out in an epic battle on that hill, owned by the Mormon yeah. Church. Wouldn't you Thousands. think that the Mormon Church would do a massive archaeological dig to find absolutely. anything, any remnant I of mean, those massive, massive battles? Well, absolutely. I mean, the Lord allowed me to go to Philippi, the ancient Greek city where Paul and Silas went, and they were digging things up, and you can see, you can see mosaics, and you can see, um, uh, you know, all kinds of, of, of remains of that city, and there's a mosaic that says it's written out to Paul in 312 A.D. Sadly, what you said is absolutely right, Brian, and I've been to the Hill Camorra up there as well, and they have all that land where they're supposed to be thousands of people died up there in a big battle, you know, but there's nothing. They don't even do the digs, because because I really believe that down deep they know that this never happened. So there's huge, two other huge problems with the Book of Mormon is that in the in Mormonism is one that the Book of Mormon doesn't even teach what Mormonism teaches, you know, which is you got to right. go to, you got to have a temple marriage, you got to have uh, all the laws, you got to live everything perfectly to get to the highest kingdom. And you can become a god. That's a huge belief. And then the yeah. other thing is that it's a different Jesus than the than the Bible teaches. And so we don't have a lot of time to talk about those. Maybe just in the in the uh, you know next couple two, minutes, few minutes, just sure. really briefly encapsulate those. Sure. Well, the teaching is yeah that that Jesus is the spirit brother of Lucifer, and that he um, was created through Heavenly Father and Mary coming together physically, and it, so it's just a whole whole different narrative. It's a whole different story, and so we just have to gently and, and have to courteously, but with, with some authority, share with our Mormon friends that what they have is, 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 um, is, is false. And they can't, you can't work your way up to heaven by living all these laws and by going to the temple. That is not the biblical gospel. It's a... It is a it, gift because D- Jesus 
died for our sins on the cross. And the and the Just, basic Mormon belief stated by a prophet that as man is, God once was, and as God is, man may become. That's something I, I it was repeated over and over and over. I don't think it's said as much now, but when I was growing up and throughout the whole history of the church, that was said over no, and over and over. No, in fact, over. The, mo- the missionaries, if you ask them about that, they'll deny it. They'll deny it. Or the prophet on hey. TV denied it. So, but that is absolutely hey, I thought, their belief. I want you to know that we, we I'm with a mission team that came here uh, from around the world. Um, there's, a, there's a group here from Youth with a Mission, and they've partnered with UPFC, with Utah Partnerships for Christ, to do some ministry. They've been sharing the gospel with Mormon missionaries this week. They've been doing stuff with the, the Ogden Rescue Mission. They've been down at Temple Square. Um, they've been helping around our ministry house. And um, I'm not sure if we're, we're ready to have you speak with um, with one of the students. But we're actually on a... We will I do that do, after I want to do that right after the break. In fact, we're probably I'm ready. Sure. We're probably ready for the break right now. So we see that Mormonism is a different gospel than biblical yeah. Christianity, and we don't have time to go into all these concepts today. We need to take a short break, but when we return, Russell, yes, we want to discuss what your team is doing in Utah, and we want to hear from a couple of the people that are there on the ground right now. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. God loves San Diego. This is K-Praise, a service of Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Russell East of Utah Partnerships for Christ. He does mission work in Utah which some people have called the forgotten mission field. Uh, so, Russell, why do people call it the forgotten mission field? Is it because so many Christians think of missions as third world, very far away, but but you're right here in the United States of America, so why do they call it a forgotten mission field? Well, for instance, in uh, Utah County, which is just south of Salt Lake City, it's a very, very tiny percent of, 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 pro- of Protestant evangelical Christianity there as far as what makes up the, the demographics there. Um, it's, it's less than 1%. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an area that um, might be 2% Christian you know, at best. Um, and so you, know, you just have a strong uh, Mormon population. You have a lot of people that have been kind of um, disappointed in Mormonism, and so they've just turned to agnosticism. Um, and so you, you don't have a, a whole lot of, of other religions um, represented very much. But I think we call it the forgotten mission field in, in some respects, just because, like you say, you know, we think that it's maybe a derivative of Christianity, but it's really not, you know, and so we need to we need to get the gospel out. We'd love to have any church group, good, you know, Bible-centered church groups come out to Utah, and, and we'll, we'll put together your logistics for your trip and uh, your housing and help you with transportation, fundraising, all the different ministry outreach things, and uh, people will see, you know, all the temples in Utah. You just wouldn't believe it. You know, there's about oh. 14, 15 temples in Utah. And How Mormon many? Oh, 14, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah 14 there's a church on 
on every corner, and uh, yeah, uh, it's the legislature is heavily Mormon dominated. And so it seminaries, Mormon seminaries for junior highs and high schools, uh, the Mormon teaching institutes of religion at the colleges. They've just really saturated the whole area. So it's an exciting place to be. Uh, to share grace and truth with people in a loving way. Um, and that's what these students have been doing. You know, uh, we've, we've uh, met up with a couple Mormon missionaries that I've been meeting with, and uh, we went over to the Mormon ward, and we sat with them, and my neighbor, too, across the street from me. Um, we just, we met, and we talked, and um, we were talking about authority, talking about the Holy Spirit giving us authority, and the royal priesthood in First Peter 2.9, and how that differs so much from the Mormon message of the Aaronic priesthood and the Melchizedek priesthood and all these things. So we try to educate. We, like, what I do is I, I go out and train a mission team before they get here, typically, and we'll spend three or four hours. We'll get some training materials. Um, we'll have you watch the movie Unveiling Grace, the story of the Wilders and how they came to Christ. And, um, and we just try to just get you kind of inoculated um, from false teaching and, and get you, get, give you kind of that compassion, that, that spark to, to do what Paul did, you know, and, and in Ephesians, where he said, "Pray for me that I might open my mouth boldly as I and speak what I ought to speak." You know, so that's what we're 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 seeking the Lord to do, and it's humbling, and we just want God to get the glory, and we're just trying to keep it all in perspective. You know, when these kids are students are done with their trip, we want them to go back and and be involved in a good local church, and we try to partner with local churches and and uh, realize how important it is for good accountability, and just you know, just n- never take it on yourself. Don't be a maverick. You know you know, work with others in your church and your family. and So you use a a number of different outreach ways. I mean, you you do a lot of one-on-one with just different individuals, and then you do partnering with churches and using that network. Uh, You you have mission teams come from other churches at different parts of the country, and then you also yeah. have your radio show at your radio yeah, station. Lord, yeah, we're yeah. opening up the door for radio, and, and like we'll go to a Mormon church like on a Sunday, and we'll politely, courteously, you know, sit through it, but we'll ask the Lord to open up doors and make connections. So we had like a stake president come to our ministry house in Ogden, and he spoke, and we did a Q and A session with with the students that were there that week, and it was just great. We got to plant seeds of the gospel. We got to ask some good questions. And it was just a powerful time. So we'll do those kinds of things. Like you say, one-on-one meetings with people. We'll do surveys with people um, at like Weber State University and, and, and try to work with like Rashio Christie, a college campus ministry, and, and encourage students to go to those uh, Bible club meetings and things. Um, we just we just want to connect with people and, and introduce them to a good local church. Um, we'll do, do, do you typically do you that. typically uh, encounter people that are already having doubts about the church like we did? We're, we're oh, going to yeah. talk about oh, that yeah. next week. You know, we yeah, we, we started having church. doubts, and that led us into investigating. And a lot into, of it is planting seeds, planting seeds. Well, you know, we'll, we'll offer a free car wash at our ministry house. It's a busy street. They come in, they bring their car up, we wash it up beautifully, we give them a bottle of water, give them a bottle of water and like a gospel book or something, and um, and we talk with them. While, while they're getting their car washed, we, we share with them how they can have a new heart, you know, and it's exciting to see that happen. We do that in the summertime, um, and, you know, we, we might we might meet some Mormons at, uh, at the Mormon church we go to on a Sunday, and then we'll say, hey, what are you guys doing this week? And so they might go on a hike or something, so they'll, they'll join us, so they'll come over for a dinner. And we just we just try to try to do whatever we can, you know, to make connections. And it's just a, a, a really exciting ministry. We see the Lord moving and just just um, allowing us to go down to Temple Square. It's 35 acres of Mormon propaganda, and so we 
But it's been shut down. But it's been shut down right now due to COVID. That's another thing. The Mormon the Mormon wards generally have not been meeting even on Zoom, uh, at least in Utah. But I understand. So Russell, you have a mission team with you right now, including some people from other parts of the world. So um, do you want to? We'd love to give a couple of the students a chance to talk a little bit. We might ask them a couple questions. Yes. Hopefully they're willing to talk to the right people here. here in California. Yeah, this is this is Haruna, and he is from Ghana. So I'll put him on the phone with you. Here he is. Hello, Haruna. Thanks for coming on. Hello. So you're from Ghana. Is this your first trip to the to Utah or even to the United States? Yeah, I. Uh, this is my first. My my. No, I've been I've been in the United States for a while. I've been to Utah a couple of times. Okay. But this is the first time I'm working with um, Ross Ross and his ministry. Yeah. So what caused you to want to do a ministry or a mission trip to talk with Mormons? What Give us a little background on that. Okay. Yeah, I like I said, I, uh, I'm from Ghana. I felt called to be a missionary to the United States. God spoke to me and my family to move down here to be a missionary. And we've been in Las Vegas for all this while doing ministry and training missionaries and sending them across the world. And we feel that the... The Mormon, the, the Mormons, or the, the LDS, it's a people group that is, our focus is uh, uh, reaching out to people groups that do not have the gospel and the true gospel. So we classify the, the Mormon church as a people group that needs to hear the gospel. And, and that, mm-hmm. uh, for a while now, has given us the, the heart and the burden to be trained for them. We've done a lot of prayer and intercession for them, and we feel that it was, it's now time for us to move into into their midst and to have conversations and to do uh, ministries with them and just to listen to them and to hear them and also share the heart of God and what we feel the Lord is saying to them. Is there any particular conversation that you want to share that you've had or any particular experience that was encouraging? Yeah, I, I, I've had. Um, we, we went to the institute. Of um, theology uh, in in the Weber uh, Weber University, Weber State College, Institute of Religion, and we had the time to sit in the class and to listen to the professor teach. And after that, we had some wonderful conversations. With I had a conversation with a couple, and where I shared my story as how I came to know the Lord. My background is Islamic, and mm. and how yeah. And how how uh, our faith it is all based on works. How many times you pray? How many times you cleanse yourself? Um, going to the holy land, and that is what will give you um, righteousness. That is what will make you attain heaven. Even all these good works, you still don't have the assurance of going to heaven. So I shared my my, my testimony with them, telling them how. Uh, I was still not fulfilled in life, even after going through all the uh, rituals and all doing this. So I and and it was a very good conversation. Um, I've had conversation with some uh, missionaries too, and it's it's been very 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 a good experience because I realized that their interpretation of the Bible, they take the interpretation of the Bible off, is totally off, and they just they pick a phrase. Yeah, they just they cherry pick. Joke. Yes. And it's interesting that you are from a, a Muslim background because the founder of Mormonism, Joseph Smith, studied Islam and he modeled a lot of Mormonism after Islam, where you work your way exactly. up and you ne- exactly. are you are never assured of a place with God. So, so we have briefly time for one more person. It's been wonderful talking with you. If there's one more person there, Russ, we have maybe a minute or something. 
We can hear okay. we can hear from yeah, a, another yeah you, talk, yeah. yeah, you can talk to David, David. Okay. David. Hi David. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and, and your background. Hello. Hi. Hello, this is David from Germany. From Germany. So Yes. Did you ever run into Mormons in Germany? Because I used many years ago I was a missionary, a Mormon missionary in German Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Uh I did it. Actually I haven't, no. The first time that I encountered the Mormons here in the USA, in Utah, and yes, was very uh, curious about what they believe and what they, uh, yeah, what what is their position of the faith is. He really put a lot of emphasis on that temple. That temple is everything. I mean, you got to get in there and get do your rituals. Have you so, had have, David? Have you had some good conversations this week with some with some Mormon people? Yeah, definitely. We had some very good conversations. Um, uh, like Aruna, he he, uh, my friend from Ghana, he he told you we've been at the Institute of Religion, and yeah, we uh, that was actually the first time I was, I was really in a conversation with the Mormons, and I was uh, surprised that, that they are like very. Uh, good in knowing the Bible and about uh, knowing the, the their Book of Mormon. They have good arguments, and it uh, that was just amazing for me. And I appreciated that they really uh, want to seek the truth, and they want to really um, yes have a good argument for their faith. So we had good conversations there, and I had a conversation with a young man and. Uh, yes, well, we didn't thanks. really come to a conclusion, but um, yeah, we were able to pray for him at the end, and I really felt that this was like, the, we had a long discussion, but actually the prayer at the end. Um, oh, that's wonderful. And yeah, you may have really planted seeds that will grow, uh, just praying with them and having conversations. So David, thanks. Yes. That's all the time, unfortunately, for today to bless your neighbor Please consider supporting Utah Partnerships for Christ. Consider having your church send a mission team to visit Russell. It must be one, it may be one of the best Christian missionary opportunities here in the USA. Prayerfully get to know your Mormon neighbors. Ask thoughtful questions about differences between what the Bible says and what Mormonism teaches. A lot of Mormons are mis. They misunderstand what the Bible says or don't know what it actually says, especially about saving by grace. And so consider inviting your Mormon neighbors to church. Maybe send a mission team to Utah. Uh, But we encourage you to do this, to get to know your neighbors and love them. Till next week. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at the same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K-Praise.